0: Old. friends don't know they do because they want to do shut your freak of out. you've been keeping me down down you know you're like a crazy brother to me i've seen wrestlers that was bigger than dinosaurs you ever fight a dinosaur kid no not late. they can no. cause a variety of damage so why are you doing this because you can't win rock this guy will kill you to death inside of three rounds you're crazy what else is He's just another fighter No, he ain't just another fighter This guy is a wrecking machine And he's hungry Hell, you ain't been hungry since you won that belt Oh, what are you talking about? that had ten title defenses That was easy What do you mean easy? They was hand I'm gonna touch him I'm gonna coots by him, Reobey obey You wanna hear me say it? You wanna break me down? Alright, I'm afraid For the first time in my life, I'm afraid
1: I'm afraid too there's nothing wrong with being afraid
0: there is for me there
1: is why you're human aren't you
0: look i don't know what i am all i know is i'm a liar and because of that mickey ain't here no more
1: you didn't push him into anything he was a grown man and he did what he had to do and you have no right to feel guilty for what happened you don't you were a champion and you did what you expected to do and you did what i and everybody else thought you should do and you want to tell me that those fights weren't real that you were carried? well i don't believe it it doesn't matter what I believe because you're the one that's got to carry that fear around inside you afraid that everybody's going to take things away afraid you're going to be remembered as a coward that you're not a man anymore well none of it's true it doesn't matter if I tell you it doesn't matter because you're the one that's got to settle it get rid of it because when all the smoke is cleared and everyone's through chanting your name it's just going to be us and you can't live like this we can't live like this for the, body for the rest of your life. Look what it's doing to you now. I don't think she can do it. So do I. But you, you gotta want to do it for the right reasons. Not for the guilt over Mickey. Not for the people. Not for the title. Not for money or me. Not for you. Just you. Just you alone.
2: Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Mac How's everybody doing today? And I have the man, the legend, the person who decided to join me for Rocky Three. as I told you he would, Mr. Jameson. What's up, my friend? Finally back in the STL, man. Like, it seems like it's been forever, and you reminding me that it has been forever. It has been forever, because uh, last time you were on was just one of the guys. Crazy. Man, I know. That's hard to believe. It's I, been months. I know, but you know, you had a good, you know excuse to be mia that's what we call her we call her an excuse and you've taken her to two movies
3: already right she's she's two months old she's seen two movies in the theater man but before she knows it she's gonna have 100 movies in before she knows what she's doing
2: that is awesome good stuff I love it. well you unfortunately missed rocky one and two but yeah. we, but we said for sure you're gonna be on three and four and the reason why we know that is we're doing both of these back to back to make sure you're on but uh the goal is for you to be on 5 and 6 as well. So we'll Definitely. probably probably next week do the same. We'll kill 5 and 6 at the same time. And we'll be ready to rock and roll. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the 100th episode just got a little bit more epic. Uh, you heard the news yesterday when I told you, right, about Mr. Zapka himself.
3: Oh, dude, that is so cool.
2: Yeah, if you guys know on the uh, last episode I mentioned how it was going to be an email interview. Well, he just emailed me yesterday and says uh, he wants to know when the recording is because he'll do – uh, a live 10-minute interview. And uh, so I, I told him yesterday that this, the podcast isn't live, so we can record it at any time, you know, and just kind of let him know how it's going to work out. So I will try to get that uh, recorded as soon as possible. Hopefully it happens before the 100th episode, man. But it's going to be awesome, me and you talking to Mr. Zavka, dude. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Way incredible. See, because you're friends with me, you got to talk to a famous person. You get to talk to Johnny Lawrence. I know. We could ask him, hey, so if you were to rewrite Karate Kid 3, so Johnny shows up at the tournament and helps uh, Daniel, right?
3: Yeah, there there you go.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I'm going to throw at him, actually. It's just like, okay, so the Rocky series, we have the enemy turns to the best friend. So let's say Daniel and Johnny become best friends. Would you be in Karate Kid 3 if you were to you know, rewrite it kind of thing? You know, we'll kind of have some fun with it. It'll be good time. I like it. I like it. How do you feel about that illegal kick to the face you took? <laughs> Which is funny. I, uh, I finally saw that How I Met Your Mother episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I really did it, you know, <laughs> when uh, Doogie Howser mentioned it, I was like, whoa. illegal. No, I kick said I the wanted kick. the real Karate Kid. Yeah. And oh, I had no idea he was the clown the whole time yeah yeah it was awesome i mean he did it really good to where i didn't know it was him it was great so i was waiting for him okay he's gonna show up at the very end like he's been with me the whole time idiot (laughs) all right sir well uh before we roll into our uh soon to be awesome talk in rocky 3 you want to talk some uh movie and music news sir of course all right let's do it So, for uh, movie news, sir, I think we're going to save some of that for Rocky Four. What I kind of want to do, since you haven't been on for a while, let's kind of discuss uh, some of the movies that we've been watching since you've been uh, departed. So, what you got, sir? What's some of the stuff you've been watching recently?
3: Oh, man. I've been, I've been seeing quite a bit. Um, you know, the big movies, of course, Iron Man and all that stuff. Um, I finally, you know what? I watched Oblivion. I went and saw Oblivion when that came out. Really dug it. And then I went and rented Jack Reacher, which was like the one movie last year that I missed, that I wanted to see. And dug that, too. Awesome. That was cool. Yeah. Um, otherwise, man, I mean, you talk movies, but at home, I've been watching pretty much nothing but Quantum Leap episodes lately. Nice. I've been burning through whole seasons of Quantum Leap, just falling in love all over again with it.
2: Good times. Uh, yeah, I... Let's see, a couple weeks ago, I got uh, A Haunted House, which is a half a star, terrible piece of crap movie. I mean, it's not even stupid, funny, like scary movie, which is what I was expecting. It was brutally terrible, man. The jokes were dry and lame acting, and I, I think I laughed twice. I mean, it was a horrible movie, man. Terrible. I I'll can't have to check it out. I can't believe they're gonna make a sequel to that too. Oh, uh, and then I watched Pitch Perfect, which was good times. I gave that one yeah. four, four stars, man. I, I like that. It was the it was everything it was cracked up to be. You know, people. I thought it was gonna be a musical. I didn't know it was a movie with music in it. So that was kind of a nice surprise for me. Uh, I went and bought the soundtracks right afterwards. It was good stuff. I bought the extended, like thirty dollar edition one, so you got like, you know, a hundred songs. And then the last one I watched was, uh, so I, of course, hate the Twilight movies, right? And I know you, I think you had to sit through some of them with your wife, is that right? All of
3: them, yes, all of them.
2: Okay, so I at work found out the ending of Breaking Dawn Part 2, and I knew my wife watched it. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'll rent this for you and I'll watch it with you because I want to see your face when you watch the ending of this. So, of course, I knew the big twist kind of thing. And man, I was watching her cry and stuff. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> but who knew Kristen Stewart actually had emotion for once? I, uh, somewhat, yeah. Yeah, she actually had a smile and she somewhat acted. I was kind of impressed. So I gave it a star just for the fact she tried to act for the first time in her life. So I gave it three stars altogether. Because it was probably the most enjoyable of all of them. It wasn't brutal, and the action was pretty good. I mean, I loved the decapitations. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty terrible. But, you know, it's a guilty pleasure, I guess. Look at really
3: Mike digging the Twilight movies.
2: Only that one. The other ones <laughs> are like one star. That one I gave three because it was the werewolves were pretty awesome. And I loved the decapitations. Those were awesome. So. Okay so yeah it was pretty good uh outside of that man that's all the new stuff i've seen outside of the iron man 3 which i dug but i think you're going to be reviewing that soon yourself aren't you yes we
3: are yes we are
2: okay so no sneak peek on your thoughts on that right um i got
3: a lot of thoughts on it i've been bottling them up for a couple of weeks now but we're going to be doing an iron man 3 slash star trek um episode which should be for, for, should be a lot of fun uh, pretty intense um, yeah, I uh, I have mixed opinions on Iron Man Three.
2: Well, uh, if you are a friend of you know on Flickster, I already know your rating, so that, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a secret. Yeah, normally I wait until the episode comes out. I must have uh, jumped the gun on that. Yeah, you did. I saw your rating. I won't spoil it for the peeps out there, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I gave it around the same. So the movie I can't wait for is in next Friday, baby. That's the movie that i'm just dying to see you know oh, you're talking about hangover three yeah oh, i agree yeah right <laughs> i see you haven't lost your wits sir <laughs> right yeah fast six man can't wait i've heard of it yeah. you've heard of it yeah it's gonna be good and the end credits are promising from what i read of the reviews you know the uh, end credits we've talked about yep. it's kind of been confirmed so we're good sir yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah it's gonna be awesome so uh outside of that man we're like so close to the 100th episode can you believe it man i can taste it yeah how how many hours is the karate kid episode gonna be uh 16 i think i thought it was four i thought that oh oh
3: okay we're gonna trim it down all right that's fine we're gonna go four okay yeah you're gonna have to edit out 12 hours
2: all right awesome uh, as far as other movie news, I kind of wanted to save that for The Rocky Four. You know, we'll, right. we'll go there. I just kind of wanted to catch up a little bit. But for music, though, this is good news for me. Even though technically we could put it in CCP, which we will eventually record an episode for that. Indeed. Uh, I didn't know if you heard, sir. We were just going to do, like, news. You know, kind of, like, catch up on what, what we've been watching. We'll save Mary for Children later. We're just going to kind of review... Uh, the stuff we watched this year what we're looking forward to what got canceled what got renewed that kind of stuff that's kind it's of just what gonna re- be me talking about quantum leap uh, yeah it's cool awesome so yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe after we finish rocky we'll hook up with the ccp it'll be good times i love it uh but music wise i am ecstatic because you know american idol has fired all three judges and i am pumped or all four judges. All four, yeah. All four of those suckers. So Even
3: Randy Dog Jackson's gone.
2: Thank the Lord, Nicki Minaj. That trash is gone.
0: Woo-hoo. Oh,
3: I'm so excited. I think the show is just, I mean, it's like any of those shows. I think it's run its course. I think, I mean, you look at some shows, like I saw Survivor still on. Now, I haven't watched Survivor in, uh, I don't know, 11 years. But I'm aware that it's been around. But, but I didn't know it was still on. And I think... Shows. I mean, American Idol can only be the show for so long before it runs its course. Something replaces it. You know, it just runs out of steam, and I think that's the way it is. Now they're just they're swapping judges every season, just trying to plug all the holes. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, of course, the show is about the singers, not about the judges. But when you can't stand to watch it due to the fact that the judges are there, and I'm a the reason i'm a big fan is i have a lot of my favorite artists have come from that show and a lot of them are the ones that never made it to the top right. you know yeah. i buy a lot of those guys that went on to make rock albums like constantine went on to make an awesome album and everyone thinks daughtry won because he's such a big name right he was no, he, he was fifth, yeah he was fifth place and he's the he's the biggest selling american idol that wasn't a winner right. still uh kelly clarkson's still my favorite she's still she's still amazing uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of every season. There's at least one person that I resonate with that I go and buy their album because I really dug them. Uh, you know, I follow them on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever. And this year, I'm not going to have that because I didn't want to tune in. And there, I guess there was this one girl that did some Colton Dixon stuff that was pretty cool I wanted to check out. but. I just couldn't get into it man so I'm glad that they're all fired so maybe I heard Harry Connick Jr's coming on which is cool I like him I like Harry Connick Jr he's good times maybe Huey Lewis yeah so John Oates I mean unfortunately the judges do make a difference because 85% of that you're watching is them talking well especially
3: I mean until you learn the personalities of the singers the only personalities that you know are of the celebrity judges obviously so yeah i mean it's a there's a big focus on them especially in the beginning
2: it's true definitely i agree man so yeah i'm pumped up even though it's technically tv news it's still music because all those music icons i mean nikki and mariah i mean mariah carey is there's no doubt about it she's an amazing vocalist right. but she just couldn't you know hash she's just hashing out with nikki too much and uh keith urban i have no issues with i wouldn't mind if he had stayed but i like the fact they're kind of doing a a clean sweep if you will they're actually getting rid of the producer who's been on there since uh the first season they're kind of just revamping the show which i'm cool with i'll check it out see how it goes you know very good all right sir well uh i think that's it for this edition of the movie and music news so why don't we roll into our review of rocky three you ready sir i'm ready i got my mouth guard in i'm ready awesome
0: Three years ago you were supernatural, you was hard and you was nasty and you had this cast iron jaw. But then the worst thing happened to you that could happen to any fighter, you got civilized. I want to shot at the title, My that got more the guts to meet me in the ring or anywhere else. He can't duck me forever. He can run, but he can't hide. You got your shot. Now give me mine. And we're we'll out to tell all these nice folks why you've been ducking me. You know, you've got a big mouth, you know? He wants to come out and close it, mouth, boy. Come on. What are you doing? I want to fight this you know. guy. You'll fight him without me. Hey! boy in the corner, out on his feet. heavyweight yeah! yeah! champion of the world, yeah! You lost that fight, Rock, for all the wrong
3: reasons. Now when we fought, you had that eye of the tiger, and the edge, And now you got to get it back.
0: What's the matter with you? This guy will knock you on your ass. I'm afraid, all right? You want to hear me say it? I'm afraid. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. You remember what he did to you last time, right? Now it's your turn. i will bust you up. Go for it.
1: It's so bad. Tell me what. I don't believe in myself no more. Don't you understand?
0: Oh, oh. What's your prediction for the fight then? Pain. How can he come back from a beating like that? Absolutely. I believe it. Not getting oh, killed. Oh no, no, no. He's not getting he killed. Him. He's getting mad. Oh. me
2: i have no notes where did my notes go oh my gosh i left them in my car i love it <laughs> could you like hold that for a second so i can run to my car and grab my. <sighs> i guess so come on dude i'll be right back <laughs>
3: <laughs> this guy i'll tell you what a boner man this Masoonus guy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal recording a podcast with Mike Masoonus. Some people call me a big shot. They're probably right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just about to
2: sorry about that oh all right were you were you singing there or what i was just uh, a song in my head all right sir so rocky three now uh unfortunately you couldn't be on rocky one and two and you've also had some internet issues with like your phone and stuff so you couldn't hear my review of rocky one and two true so i'll kind of uh you know kind of Bring you into what my thoughts were as we're talking about Rocky Three and kind of how it relates to one and two and and those kind of things. If you're cool with that, sir, kind of refresh uh, the people's memory that were listening and then kind of bring you up the speed with where I was at. So let's get into it. Good deal. So Rocky Three, sir, this uh, I, you watched this with your boys, right? And uh, what your boys have to say about this one? Yeah, it's funny because before I even was
3: getting ready for this, my uh, my seven-year-old a couple weekends ago I was like "Dad, I'm gonna watch one of the Rocky movies I'm gonna watch Rocky 3 I'm like you're gonna enjoy Rocky 3 buddy and so he watched it over the course of a couple nights and then uh, this past week I was like what are you gonna do tonight buddy I'm to watch Rocky 3 again cool <laughs> he's been singing Eye of the Tiger for two weeks now that's one of his favorite songs he's decided
2: awesome so has he seen one two or four uh no he's
3: seen three and four that's it
2: he has seen three and four okay yep. um interesting so i have the tiger he's a big fan of that song huh he loves it he's asking me all about it was this song big when you were a kid dad like yeah it's pretty big he's like
3: all right he's been playing it on yeah playing it on the ipod non-stop
2: you know i'm gonna kind of let you know now i might get a little hate for this i like i have the tiger but is by no far my favorite of the Rockies tunes in this series no. no 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 it's maybe my third or fourth i'm gonna tell you which is my favorite song when we get there but it's a good song, and it definitely digs because Sylvester Stallone asked Survivor to write this song. And, of course, it became a smash and stuff. But to me, this is not my favorite Rocky song. It's just like, for me, it's like three or four. So What's funny is that Eye of the Tiger wasn't even supposed to
3: be in there until... At first, he wanted Another One Bites the Dust to <laughs> be the song. That, that would be weird.
2: Yeah, it would be weird. Uh, but, hey, um, I was kind of talking about... On the uh, first two episodes, uh, Bill Conti did yep. the score, as in, you know, the Karate Kid, and uh, it's just amazing. And, and of course, John G. Allison did the first one. Now, what's really cool is uh, Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed part two, which, you know, was great. I didn't know he wrote and directed this one, and I just want to say this. As I've been watching this series, and I just finished four a few hours ago, and Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed two, three, and four, and this guy does not get enough props. He is a great director. I mean, I don't know. I didn't realize how good of a director he is. Yeah, I think he
3: I think he knows when he sticks to what he's good at and what he knows. I think he's a really really good writer and I think he's a very good director. He, he has a certain box that he has to fit into, though, I think. Right. Um, I don't think, you know, he's not a Scorsese or anything like of
2: that. Course but, not,
3: of course not. But for what he he gets a lot of grief for, you know, Stallone and, you know, because he does, he sounds like he can barely speak, especially when he was younger. He uh, just yeah was always dumb. But you know what? He really is smart. And he was smart from a young age with Rocky and how he fought to to star in it and to have the power with the Rocky franchise. That he didn't just write it and give it away.
2: Right. And, and
3: it shows that he's a smart guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is, on YouTube, there's a seven-part uh, kind of documentary talking about his fight for Rocky and yeah. stuff that I would, uh, you know, highly suggest you guys check out. So give you guys a little scoop. What we're going to do is just kind of give you a, a rundown of what happens in this flick. And then... Uh, you and I, sir, will kind of discuss bit by bit what was our favorite stuff, what we liked, what we didn't like all that good stuff. So all right, all right so the movie uh, budget was only seventeen million bucks. I mean, imagine I mean, nowadays you can't, most movies don't ever you know that's what they spend in food. Hmm. Uh, and of course, the box office this was two hundred and seventy million. so at the time it it did bigger than uh, the other two. Now we have uh, Mr. T is in this movie. Uh, Of course, we have good old Apollo Creed comes back, Carl Weathers. uh, I mean, everybody is back. And essentially, this takes place five years after part two. And uh, Rocky's had a string of uh, successful title defenses. He's had about ten. And uh, doing, you know, having all those, I should say, got him a lot of fame, wealth, uh, celebrity increase. Uh, He's learned how to read. Uh, It's been pretty cool. He also gets a statue of himself on the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Uh, which looks just like the iconic uh, step scene that you know. Now we have uh, our main bad guy is uh, Clubber Lang, aka Mr. T. Which this is his first movie because it says introducing Mr. T. Uh, of course I love him in DC Cab. Yeah. And uh, of course you all are gonna we're, we're all gonna know him from the A Team and I mean he had amazing cereal, man that was some good stuff. It was good. Mr. T-Cereal was good. Yeah. Now, uh, he's a ferocious new boxer. Uh, He's climbing the ranks, and we have Mickey, who's been keeping an eye on this guy, trying to keep him away from Rocky because his job is to keep him safe and to keep him healthy and to get the money uh, rolling in for him and stuff. And then, of course, uh, we have good old Adrian. As I told you, this is the Rocky and Adrian story story. Uh, this whole series, so she is back and uh, as beautiful as ever. Uh, I was telling, you know, I was saying the first two how how such a humongous transformation happened in the first movie uh, by just taking off the glasses and the hat, and then how she would miraculously just start getting the new clothes and the makeup and just how beautiful she got as one went on, and then when you get to number two, I mean, she was just flat out gorgeous. And uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, how you feel about her transformation? But it's pretty awesome how how far she came in the first movie, let alone in the second movie. Uh, it's,
3: cl- it's classic Hollywood. Okay, let's put her hair up and put some glasses and frumpy clothes on her and make her look bad. Yeah. And then if I, she takes them off; she'll look amazing. That's a that's a plot of many high school movies. Like she's all
2: that too. Right. <laughs> but what's funny is is there are some women that you put the glasses on uh and and you take them off kind of like I don't know if you've been uh caught up with the arrow yet but Felicity looks gorgeous when you take off the glasses and she puts her hair down and it just amazes me how some women look exactly the same glasses on glasses off but you take them off look completely different uh, I put my glasses on I look like a dork I take them <laughs> off nobody's impressed good deal uh but yeah that was that was some of the stuff I was saying uh, before in uh, episode one and two. Now, um, essentially, as I say, Mickey, he wants no, he wants Rocky to have no part of this guy. Refuses to train him for the title defense. Rocky confronts him, demanding to know what's the deal? Why don't you want to train me? Mickey confesses that, uh, you know, he didn't really fix it, but he made sure he picked certain people to fight Rocky to keep his fame going. And uh, this, of course, brings Rocky down. Uh, because you know Clubber Lang, he's a younger, stronger, hungrier uh, fighter, and uh, Rocky, he uh, he puts himself believing he's you know he's going to take on Mr. T, but he doesn't have the hunger and the drive, and unfortunately, a lot of things go the wrong way, and uh, Mickey, um, unfortunately dies. Uh, he he has heart problems earlier in the film. And there's a part when he's about ready to go out and fight him where he gets pushed and Mickey tells him just to go out there and go fight his best. Now, of course, this is kind of like with part two, how Rocky can't train fully focused without uh, Adrian's support. And it's kind of the same thing with Mickey in this case. He can't fully go out there and be the best he can be without, you know having Mickey on his side or knowing that he's okay.
3: Well, and he hasn't trained anyways because he let the fame go to his head. Right. And was spending all his time taking pictures in some huge gym with dancers and Frank Stallone singing behind him and (laughs) posing for photos and everything. And and Mickey was going nuts. We got to go back to the old gym, you know. And and so he wasn't focused on Clubber Lang.
2: Right. You essentially kind of get the opposite of how Rocky and Apollo train because you have Rocky now uh, full of the – uh you know big Hollywood, you know, let, let's train in the hype. Yeah, exactly. He he was embedded into the hype and it was it was pretty interesting how uh his training went, of course. And then uh, Rocky, uh Rocky and Lang, they fight. Uh Mickey dies, and uh Rocky is enraged and just completely distracted uh by what happens to Mickey. And we have Apollo Creed who comes up and he becomes the good guy, which is so funny that the guy that's been the enemy the first two movies now becomes the friend.
3: Well, and it and it's the reason he does though is because he knows, you know, he I think he knows that he can't beat Clever Lang either, but he, maybe he can train Rocky too, and then he gets first shot at the title if Rocky gets it back.
2: Ah, uh, you think that's his secret agenda?
3: I think it is. It's like, all right, I don't want no part of Clever Lang either. That guy's a killer. Right. But you can take every punch. So if we can just get you to get that title, then I can just get it from you because I know how to beat you. Right. That's what I always assumed.
2: Well, we have uh, Apollo decides that you know, we're going to teach you a new style, you know, to, to kind of to kind of fight like a black person, if you will, and takes him to his gym. And of course, we have Paulie and Adrian go with and just a lot of chaos ensues. And it's it's funny, but Rocky just isn't focused and trained. And it isn't until Adrian finally comes in uh, and talks to him how, you know, Rocky just says, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to beat him. And, and she gives him the support he needs and he fully trains hard. And, you know, then we get the epic rematch held at Madison Square Garden. And basically we get an uh, awesome ending. Rocky wins. And there you go. So uh, that's pretty much the gist of the movie. So let's talk about uh, the details, sir, of the stuff we really dig. Maybe stuff we didn't like. Let's kind of get into it. So we have the beginning. Now, the first two movies starts off with the good old theme song, you know, Rocky across the screen. Uh, We have the Austin Bill Conti music. And I was talking about with Part 2 how it was surprising they spent 15 minutes re-showing you the fight of Part uh, part 1. But I said how this is back in the 70s where, you you know, there was no – I don't know if there was VHS or beta or anything like that. But most people – It was in
3: its early – yeah, I mean it wasn't readily available.
2: So the people that went to see it, they wanted to refresh your memory of what happened. So we kind of get the same thing with this one. Uh, but we do get the good old uh, – uh, in this case, it's kind of an Eye of the Tiger montage, if you will. The intro song of the title is uh, a little later than normal because normally it starts off and you have the song, Rocky, and then things kind of roll in. But this time, it kind of started off a little bit different. So did you notice that at all compared to the other two movies? Yeah. So that didn't really bother you at all, did it? No. no. Oh, all right, cool. I love, I love how
3: they do that in the Rocky movies. I love how they... They kind of pick up, you know, 10 minutes before the last one ended. So you get the flow right back into how you were feeling at the end of the previous movie. Um, I really dig that. And like you say, it has a little montage. And the Rocky movies are phenomenal showcases for montages. Right.
2: Exactly. Now, I wasn't saying that I had a problem with showing uh, the fight. I think that's great. And I agree with you, especially for the time period like we said, Beta VHS was in its early stage. Um, later on in the series, though, particularly when we get to the next one, we don't have that beginning where you get the Rocky across the screen and you get the epic score. Uh, yeah. This one we do. It's a little bit different, but it comes later than usual. And then we get the Eye of the Tiger montage. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this montage that I really dig. Uh, we have and eight- most of it's real, real footage. Yeah. Real footage. Explain.
3: Are you talking about the the uh, montage where they're showing like him on the Muppets and all this stuff,
2: like how he's how he's gone Hollywood and all that? Right, right. It's within the Eye of the Tiger montage. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah So that, like that's cool. So
3: like the stuff like with him on the Muppets that was actually when Stallone was on the Muppets, and they just kind of made it instead of Kermit saying Sylvester Stallone, they have Kermit say Rocky Balboa. Right. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Like, oh, well, that's cool, you know.
2: Yeah, I was going to mention that. I like the fact of you have the product placement that they actually sold in real life in the movie. You right. know, you had the T-shirts and uh, you had the logo. You know, where you had the Rocky with the arms stretched out within the Y. You know, yep. it's just the merchandise you would buy in the store was shown in the movie. I thought that was really cool. Yep. Uh, I really like how Adrian uh, – I love the shot of Adrian and Rocky – where they're uh, rolling around in the grass and she's got the flower in her hair. Mm-hmm. It's a great shot. I love the way that looks. Uh, you kind of see uh, how happy they are. You know, obviously they're they're happy with the money coming in. And you kind of see Mr. T. He's just uh, he's pounding away. And then we get Pauly. Now, uh, I was gonna. I, I know you haven't heard this part, but I was saying in part one, Polly. If there was no other sequel, it was just Rocky one. You would hate Polly. But right. ba- but based on the series he's become this you know, funny, lovable guy. I mean, he was very abusive in the first movie. And then in part two, he really cleaned up. And I mean, he's working Rocky's old job. I mean, he's got the money. He's the one that's like, hey, you need a handout. Here you go. And then I was shocked to see him drinking again uh, in this montage. So I was like, ooh, what kind of happened there with uh, with Paulie that he's not happy as he was in part two? And, well, go and ahead. You, you see
3: throughout that he's – He's jealous of Rock now, you know, I mean, it kind of comes out that he's he's jealous of Rocky and that he, you know, Rocky's taken off and he's kind of in the background. You know, that that stuff kind of starts to come out with him. Right. Um, And that's the one thing I really love about these movies, Um, especially three. I think more than I mean, one and three um, is the humanity, like the realness of these characters. Yeah. They're not just caricatures of a dumb boxer and blah, blah, blah. And it's not just, you know, training montages and fights is you do get the humanity of Paulie, you know, who is a background character, a secondary character. Um, and he doesn't just become the bumbling brother-in-law or whatever, you know, he it shows him struggling. Um, I, I like that stuff with these movies. It's, that's why I really enjoy how well-written they are.
2: Right. Now, I mean, part two really spent a, a lot dealing with character development in that movie. I mean, yeah. there there was very little boxing in that one. And like I said, boxing is just the template to tell the story, just like karate is the template to tell the story of Daniel and Mr. Miyagi's relationship. So uh, I, I don't think that, you know, in this movie, I don't think the character development... Uh, isn't there as much, but it, it does slightly go down compared to, uh, one and two. The thing I like the most when, when you're talking about development
3: of characters is after Rocky loses to Clubber Lang, you know, like we said, he was, he was flying high. Um, like he couldn't be beat. He was looking past Clubber Lang, wasn't listening to Mickey. Nobody could tell him anything. Right. Right. He goes out, he gets humiliated. He loses his father figure in Mickey at the same time. And Apollo takes him in under his wing and says, we're going to, we're going to fix you. We're going to make you great. We're going to make you fast. We're going to, and, and he struggles. He can't do it. He can't train. He's getting knocked out by tomato can sparring partners. I mean, he's just, you know, he's, I love the humanity when he finally breaks down. I was like, I can't do it. Right. You know, and, and Apollo, I love, I, I love Carl Weathers. I love Apollo. and, you know, he's he's just getting so frustrated, I'm like, come on, man. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? And and you see Rocky, who is known for never giving up. I mean, that's the Rocky character. Right. Is he may not be the most skilled, but he's going to take every punch you can throw at him. And he's he's going to keep getting up and keep coming at you. And for the first time, you see him going, I can't get up. I can't do this. Right. You know, and that's what I really like about this movie.
2: Right. Uh, definitely. Definitely. And let's talk about that in regards to – before we talk about Mr. T, let's talk about um, Apollo. How – do you think it was kind of strange for the audience back in the day to see the guy who's been the enemy? I mean he wasn't really the enemy in the first movie because he just – he thought it was a big joke and he didn't take it seriously until you get to part two. He's definitely the big bad guy. And then you get to this movie. Now he's the good guy. Uh, How do you think audiences at that time were – you know? I remember.
3: I mean, I remember when I saw this. um, Yeah, it was very strange. I was a little kid and I, I thought it was really strange. Like, wait a minute. He's been going against this guy for two movies, you know, and you're kind of he's the antithesis of what Rocky is. He's flamboyant. He's showy. He talks. He's he's everything that Rocky isn't. Right. And and so you start to kind of, you know, and it's written that way to make you be like, no, I don't, I'm not into that. I'm with the everyman because that's who Rocky is. You know, I'm the everyman, too. Uh, and then all of a sudden he takes him under his wing and and all of a sudden Rocky's, you know, they're palling around, they're training. And he takes him to his gym. It is. It was strange, man. I mean, it's very weird. But you know what? It it seemed to me, at least it was a quick transition to be like, all right. He cares about Rocky. Now, you know, I I think he had ulterior motives, but still, <laughs> he was doing he was pouring every resource he had into Rocky. And, You know, and you have to appreciate that. So, especially after he loses Mickey, he's got really nobody looking out for him. Right. You know, Adrian does, but she's really, you know, she's quiet. She's in the background. She's she doesn't really tell Rocky what to do. You know, he doesn't have that rudder directing him.
2: Well, let's be honest the alter the alternative motive is the favor, which is to have a one-on-one fight at the end of this movie. That's the, that's the motive. I mean, based on what we've seen in 3 and 4, that's what his motive is. You know, we'll talk about more of that in 4 for, you know, what his motives are in that one when we get there. But, I mean, that's really his motive. This is just a, I lost by one second. It's hard yep. to deal with. And that's, you know, the favorite you owe me is we got to fight, which, of course, I love how they tease that throughout this movie. Uh, you know, going back just a little bit to the Ida Tiger montage, the thing that I really dig is they show you how much heart Rocky has when he's taking out all these fighters and he's giving them hugs or he's raising their fist up in the air with him. And you really get to see, you know, how much heart I mean, you knew Rocky had heart. But this really just kind of slaps you across the face and says, look, people. Rocky has heart. You know what I mean? That's what made him the people's champ. Right. He's the first people's champ. That's right. So there you go. I mean, they don't call The Rock Rocky for nothing because he takes after the real Rocky. You know what I mean? So it's good stuff. That's another thing I would say. I could not reference The Rock without, you know, in my Rocky talk because I was saying how in 2013, when The Rock comes out, you hear Rocky, Rocky. Well, it's because of this movie. It's like Rocky is still as important. In 2013, as it is, you know, back in the 70s, it's he's still so iconic. I mean, he actually got an award for, um, I think, uh, Guinness Book of World Records for most successful sports franchise. You know, him and Dolph Lundgren accepted it together. Yes. I was I was reading and stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, Paulie real quick before we move on to Mr. T, uh, about him being jealous. Uh, and he, I love how you had that pinball machine, which is for real that you'd yeah. really see in arcades, and he yep. destroys it. And you just see Rocky show up in his sweet in his sweet suit and tie, looking all sharp. And Polly's just like going off on him. And then he just says, "Can I get a job?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's what I love about Polly is he could be so abusive in like for like five minutes, and then immediately turn around. Like when he was drunk in part two, says my sister really likes you. You know, I really dig Polly. He's got a big heart, and I just. Uh, you know, I know you didn't hear this part, but my favorite scene of the whole entire Rocky series involves Polly. Can you guess what that is? No. Okay. So this might throw you off for a loop because uh, Rocky Five is considered by most to be the most hated film of all. We'll get there when we get there. But my most favorite scene of the whole entire Rocky series, even though this is the Rocky and Adrian story, is when at the end of Rocky, when uh, they're hanging out at the bar and Tommy Gunn walks in. And uh, he hits Polly, and uh, and he he takes the blood, and he looks at Rocky and says, "You should you should have left him out on the street, Rocco." And he gives him the death look, and he says, "You knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down?"
3: That's oh. one of my favorite quotes. I, oh.
2: you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? So good. That is because at that point, I mean, Paulie is his real life brother. There there ain't no brother in law. It's this is my brother, and you knocked my brother down. You know, you don't mess with my family. And that's what Rocky's all about, man. He puts everybody before himself, you know. But it's what I love. That's my favorite scene. And I think it's the death look, the, you know, the, the corner death look. This Oh, so good. So I'm glad you love that scene too, sir. It's good times.
3: So, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, we'll talk more about it when we get to five.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about Mr. T. What do
3: you think about Mr. T? Dude, Mr. T was the man back then. He was so perfect for this part. I don't know if you could find anyone more menacing than Mr. T was at the time. I mean, he was he came out of nowhere and just blew up on the scene and just I mean, he exploded. All of a sudden he became Mr. T. Everybody knows who Mr. T. My grandma knew who Mr. T was because he had that. I mean, it starts with the look, right? Right. I mean, this guy just looks bad. And I mean, he was perfect for Clubber Lang, the way he talks, the way he's calling people out, you know, the way he's talking to Adrian and calling out everybody, and, <laughs> you know, and the, I love when they get in the ring for the fight and, and the, the second fight and Apollo's in there and Mr. T's just running his mouth to Apollo too. You know, hey boy, hey boy. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, oh man, it's just, he's so perfect for this role.
2: And you know what really cracks me up is uh, a few years ago, I was flipping through the channels. And uh, Seven Hundred Club came on, and Mr. T's a missionary, yeah. and he still looks the same as a missionary overseas as he does in this movie. It just cracked me up. I was like, who? Does that diminish my thought in Mr. T's toughness? Nah, he's even nah. tougher because he's you know great. he's he great. Has,
3: he has one of my favorite lines in the whole franchise too. In the I
0: pity the, the fool. F-
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> right before the first fight, when the reporter comes up to you like Club and Lang, do you have any predictions? Yeah, my prediction pain I just, <laughs> i'm like oh that is just bad
2: all right well let's back it up i know the real reason why is because he reminds you of macho man randy savage
3: <laughs> you can't go wrong with that either
2: there you go very
3: similar personalities step into a slim chin <laughs> oh yeah um <laughs> yeah i mean i love the it's he was the perfect guy for this part you couldn't have found anybody better for clever lane okay you know um and he looked good in the ring. I mean, yeah, you know, the fight choreography, it's nothing but haymakers with, with Mr. T. Right. Yeah, you know, he's just, he's throwing them from just wide. And, you know, and that is the Rocky movies for the most part is hands down, we're just going to punch each other in the face a thousand times right? with nothing but big hooks. But, uh, but he looks legitimate in the ring. It didn't look like a guy who didn't know what he was doing.
2: Well, um, I wanted to let you know, as far as any issues I had, because I did rate Rocky one and two five stars, but the only issue I had with number one is the fight choreography was a little bit off to where I would see a punch go and not connect to the face, yeah. but the face to move, which I forgave because, you know, by the end of the film, it kind of cleaned up. And then when Sylvester Stallone took over, that whole fight choreography got cleaned up and fixed very, very fast. Yep. Uh, with this one, I mean, uh, the fight choreography looks good. I did rate the matches and I think I gave the number one a seven and I gave number two's fight an eight. So we'll see what I rate the fight right. on this one, but I kind of do that. So I think we should do that together is we'll rate the, the match at the end and say, you know, what's your, what's just, uh, on a scale of one to 10, what do you rate it? So right. good times. So yeah, Mr. T awesome, bad guy. And uh, Apollo Creed's great. Carl Weathers is just I, awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, just just a little
3: little more on Apollo. I mean, I love what what makes this movie great for me more than you know. I mean, what I've talked about before is just the the chemistry between those two, you know, through the whole training and and uh, just the chemistry between Creed and, and Rocky, you know, really makes it great to me. Um, you know, you, you show all the different training things. And them running on the beach, the classic scene where they keep running on the beach. And Rocky's like, well, Mickey never had me do it." It's Like, I don't care what Mickey had you do. Right. You're going to run. And Rocky just gets and that, you know, he gives up. That's where he really gives up finally. And Creed's like, you know, maybe maybe this ain't going to happen. Right. You know, and and then Rocky finally beats him, which, by the way, Apollo threw that race. There was no, <laughs> I watched it again the other night. I'm like, he's barely, moved. he's barely running. Well, it's a slow
2: him. motion montage. It what is are you talking slow about? motion,
3: but one of them is straining and the other one's like jogging along. Like, all right, speed <laughs> me, buddy. Good job. You did it. Finally. Oh my God. It was a confidence builder. I do it with my kids. It's cool. It's all you know? good. It's all good. All but right. Yeah. I love the chemistry between those
2: two. Yeah. And of course it, uh, I, I love how the chemistry kind of changes a little bit in four and we'll talk right. about that when we get there. But uh, yeah, uh, and of course, what was really bad is when you first get the the training uh, together, you could totally tell Rocky so know how to do those steps that he was struggling with, <laughs> and he's trying so hard to screw him to look up. Look all clumsy and <laughs> yeah, I was like that was actually kind of funny. I kind of dug that. It was it was kind of a goof, but I kind of dug it. Um, but let's go back and talk about Hulk Hogan because I know your kids oh, went we crazy, yeah. man. Let's talk about Hulk Hogan now. Right if this movie, let's say Rocky, didn't exist and Rocky came out uh, around our time period, The Rock would be Hulk Hogan in this position. Yeah. I mean, I mean,
3: I don't think there's ever been a wrestler that was as big as Hulk Hogan was in the 80s. Right. I don't think there has been, and I don't think there will be. He was wrestling. There was no number two.
2: Right. I mean, this whole thing, hilarious. I laugh so much, especially when he's all... Uh, ripping on people and punching them it gets crazy and i love when uh who's uh who's carrying that dinosaur and he goes he's not being carried he's walking you know and Rocco, the mighty Thunderlips. yeah Rocco, you shouldn't do this for charity he goes bob hope would and Mick's like yeah he would you know That's, yeah my,
3: my, the one line because before the fight was when Polly kind of revealed to him you know like yo Rockman, man you know i, I idolize you you know, I can't believe. I just want to. If there's anybody in the world, if I can unzip my skin and be anybody, it'd be you. And then Thunderlips comes walking to the ring. He's like, "Remember what I told you I want to be you? Never mind."
2: Sorry, friend. <laughs> you got that wrong. You got that mixed up. That happens in number four. Does it? Yes, it does. It happens right before he's gonna go fight Drago. Dang, I that's, that was. That's where he starts to cry you right, and, you're and, right. And Adrian starts to cry, and then I started to cry. And then when he sees Drago, he says, hey, Rock, remember that thing where I said I want to be like you? Not no more. Oh, thanks, Paulie. So, yeah. Cut all that. Cut all that, <laughs> yeah. You screwed up. It's okay. It's about time you screwed up for once. Um. Can't, it can't always be me. <laughs> so I love the 202-pound joke where uh, he's like, how much you think I weigh? It makes like 202. And then when the <laughs> announcer says it, he just, like, smiles at him like, see, I told you, sucker. He's like, how he can eat 202 pounds of whatever. And then he calls him a like, meatball all the time. Weighing in at 202 pounds. It's great. And yeah, come here, meatball. I love what I really dig is how he's just throwing them all over, and Rocky gets pissed and says, take off my gloves. And that's pre-Rocky 5 for me. And I love it. He just goes in there and pounds them, and it it's awesome. And
3: Barely picks him up with his help. <laughs> barely picks him up to get him over that rope.
2: Yeah. And then, of course, it's all over. He goes, Hey, this is a good match. Yeah. That's what I
3: love is Thunderlips goes nuts. He's in the crowd. He's throwing people everywhere. Innocent bystanders getting punched. He's <laughs> taking the ref and whipping him around. And you're like, This guy's an animal. Like, nobody's going to stop him. He's on a rampage, going to kill everybody. And then, as soon as the fight's over, Rock's like, Dumbfounded, like what was that all about? Like, hey man, you still want to take a picture? Yeah, of course,
2: man, of course. Let's go take a picture. Sometimes charity hurts. I love <laughs> it. It's great, man. Good stuff. Oh man, he's so good. And it's one thing I always remember as a kid. I think you were saying your boys were just kept talking about that scene nonstop, right?
3: That was what, yeah. When my boy was looking at first, when he was looking at all the Rocky movies, he was like, "Which one should I watch?" and and uh, he's like one. I'm like ah, you're probably gonna be bored with one. You know, he's seven. It's a slow movie. Um, I was like three's got Hulk Hogan in it. Oh, three. I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm watching three then. You know. Awesome. Good deal. Yeah, I had my uh, my daughter watched two. That's the first Rocky movie she saw, and she liked it, man. She sat through the whole movie and watched it. So, and that's a slow movie. So, but and that's the thing though. When I went back and watched part one, I really appreciate it because here's what I said overall. As a kid this movie is so boring it's like Superman the movie you yeah, yeah. sit you sit there for 45 minutes and you're waiting for superman to come on screen it's not until you become an adult that you appreciate and respect what you're seeing same thing with Rocky you sit there and they're they're building all these characters and and you're just really Uh, getting infatuated with this. But as a kid, you're bored to death. You skip right to three. You skip right to four. You screw number one. But when you're an adult, you go back and you're like, wow, no wonder this movie won an Academy Award for Best Picture. It's so good. And that's the thing I really had to appreciate. And I'm so fired up with this Rocky series because I really was kind of like, yeah, you know, Rocky series is okay. But now that I've been watching it in a whole new perspective – I've come to really love and appreciate all these movies I've seen so far. It amazes me how great these films are that I didn't really realize how great they were cuz I only saw them when I was a kid, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more once we once we finish I think, but but um the Rocky series as as a whole for me is one of my favorite franchises. I think a lot of people bag on it. You know, because you can, it's easy. It's an easy target if you want to rip on it. Yeah. But I think if you look at it honestly and what it, what it did culturally, what it did and just as a, as a movie, as a written movie, as a sports movie that it, it has a lot of heart to it. And you know, like I've said over and over is just the writing on it is incredible. And I think once you kind of get past all the, the craziness that can be in some of these movies and you get right into it. And like you say, looking at it from a new perspective, these are great movies. And for me, there are those, it's any of these Rocky movies are the kind where if I'm sitting there on a Saturday, I'm cleaning the house, I turn on TNT, whatever. And this is on like they are a lot, dude, I can pick it up from anywhere and watch these and love it. Right. You know, and that's that's kind of rare for me. You know, there's a lot of movies I'm like, oh, I got to start from the beginning. I can't watch it on TV. You know, I don't want commercials. Well, a lot of the Rocky movies are ones that's just like, dude, I'm gonna, I am know I'm going to love it, you know?
2: Right. I hear you. Good stuff. When we get towards the end, when we get to the end of the series, we'll talk about the series as a whole. That's just kind of a, a preview I was just kind of mentioning in regards yep. to where I'm at at this point in the game because, again, I haven't seen uh, five or six for a long time. But uh, just going off of three, uh, it's it's been great. So uh, so let's see. Moving on, the uh, you can't win, which this kind of sets up uh, and happens again. One thing I love is the consistency of this series. For example, uh, the take it back song, which mm-hmm. the guys in part one were all singing around the fire, and then when Rocky, Frank Stallone, right when Rocky gets married, he's Karen Adrian. Uh, they're still singing around the fire. They don't sing that song. They bring that back in part five. And what I like is is that you can't win. Uh, this is what Mickey says to Rock, and then of course you're gonna hear it again later on when we get there. We'll talk about it, and uh, it was pretty hard for Rock to hear. You know, you can't win. Uh, the whole, you know, kind of setup thing that kind of devastated Rocky as it should. It's kind yeah. of a kind of a heartfelt moment. I, I want to say the ceremony thing went uh, went really went really great and turned sour fast. You know, the one where uh, you know they're all ready to rock and roll. And uh Mickey gets hurt. Uh man. Yeah, the meat
3: Clubber laying on the stairs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and
3: the the fight breaks out.
2: It's uh it's pretty crazy. I mean, as a kid, I, I could definitely I was I was really sad when this happened because I kinda knew that he was dying and I totally saw Rocky. You know, I'm like, if if he can't go out there and fight with Adrian's support, how's he gonna go out there without his dad? You know, knowing yeah. his dad's dying, you know, I mean Rocky it's no doubt he lost you know so it's pretty heart-wrenching scene and then when you see him cry over his dead body and just like he you know he lies to him and lets him know that he won you know and just it's okay we're retired now you know we're done that's pretty heartfelt scene man
3: just yeah i mean the the
2: scene before
3: the fight where they get mickey laid out on the table and and he says i'm not i can't go i'm calling off the fight and the look that mickey gives him As he's laying there and and Mickey's got to know, you know, that he's dying. And Mickey looks at him like, you're not calling nothing. You're going out there and fighting, kid. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Rock just wants. And you can tell right there that his heart's gone. He wants to give up. He doesn't want to fight. Right. You know, and you can tell. And and as he kind of is like, all right. and He's kind of walking out the door. and He looks back and Adrian's there. He looks back to Adrian and says, Adrian,
2: take care of him.
3: You know, right. Oh, man, that's hard
2: yeah i i love how before that you know he in the room said i'm proud of you kid which was great uh but yeah that's the thing is he deserved to lose number one because of his training we kind of talked talked about how he was real hollywood and getting kisses and adrian's not liking that and all this and that but i mean that's kind of when things just go to rock bottom real fast And, uh, you're right. I mean, he just tells Adrian, take care of him. He wanted to lose, I think really fast just so he he could get out of there. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to, I mean, what he lost in the first round, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is a guy who takes every punch, gets hit by freight trains, gets up. Right. And he just, he didn't want to get up. Yeah. You know? And, and, and the reason was, I mean, Apollo says it, it's the theme of this movie basically is he lost the eye of the tiger, right? Yeah. Apollo says it that in the training, you're not hungry. You know, Clubber Lang was hungry. He's what you used to be when you were coming after me. I was scared of you back then because I saw it in you. And now you're kind of sitting back in your heels letting other guys do it.
2: Right. I mean, he says, I had the tiger like 17. Oh, a hundred
3: times. times. I had a tiger. You know, right. and I love, <laughs> I love Apollo as a corner man. You know, I love it. He's the things he says to him, you know, and you know, he's just a man. Be more of man than him. Right. You know, like that's great. That's a great <laughs> vibe there. Just be more man than him. You know, it's
2: it, it's great. You know, um, and what I love is the the uh, the Apollo and uh, Polly fighting. You know, it's like <laughs> hey, you gotta excuse you gotta excuse him. It takes six years to get to know him. I ain't got six years to get to know his fool. You know, yep. I, I love the how he's just like I don't even have a gun. You know, Paulie's just like Paulie is one of those guys that in film they're like the racist, really cr- right. abusive guys that the lovable that, racist, the, the, yeah, the lovable racist, if you will, the, the kind of guy that says, you know, I hate everybody equally. You know, yep. it's like uh, it's just amazing how 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 he gets away with it. I don't know how to explain it other than it's it's Paulie and he can do it. He can get away with it. You know, yep. so good stuff. Now. Let's talk about the, you know, the the training sequence. Uh, here's kind of my, my thing I have with this movie. Um, the lack of Adrian. I mean, the first two movies, as I said, was all Rocky and Adrian and the boxing thing was kind of on the side. This one, Adrian kind of took a back seat and I had a problem with that. Uh, it's not until that we get the big scene on the beach, you know, where she, which is amazing scene. I, I mean, it could technically be the best Adrian and Rocky scene up to this point, but I just wish we had more of her. They fixed that in four, thank God. Yeah. But, in, but in this movie, for me, that's my issue, is I've had the Adrian Rocky story for the past two movies. It's like watching the Karate Kid and there's no Mr. Miyagi, there's only Daniel, and Mr. Miyagi's there for like 15 minutes. It, that's how I feel with Rocky 3 for me. Yeah, I can see.
3: I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Um, it didn't really bother me a ton because there was a lot that they were setting up beforehand. You could have had more Adrian in the beginning. Um, you know, as he's, as he's going through the Hollywood glitzy life and all that. But, yeah. um, yeah, I can see, I can see you coming out with that.
2: Yeah. I mean, the montage was great. You know, I got a lot of information out of just the, f- just that song, just how happy they were and the money they have, which was great. But I didn't, uh, up until that point, you don't really get too much more from her and it just, it sucks. I mean, I definitely enjoy what I'm seeing. I like the setups. I like everything around me. I'm not dissing it or, or knocking it. I'm just saying that for me, if there's any fault to this film, it's the lack of Adrian and Rocky that I had in number one and two. Right. And I understand that it has to take a back seat because we have to up the stakes and add new people or characters. That's fine. But, Number four fixes that problem. When we get, we'll talk about that in a little bit. How all my problems I have with the lack of Adrian are fixed in number four. Uh, so that's kind of my thing. But this beach scene though is incredible. The words that she says to him to get him back on track is absolutely awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so real. Rocky finally comes on says I'm afraid, and you know if you lose, who cares? As long as you're not losing the fear, as you know, Mr. Miyagi says to Daniel. You know, uh, this—I don't know. I can't say anything better. This is the best scene of the movie for me. Is this beach scene? Just yeah, it's kind really of, good. It just kind of like all the other movies. The best scene involved Adrian. So of course it's going to be for, uh, Adrian scene for me in this one. But it's just so good. So that's all I—I I don't know any better to say than just <laughs> watch the scene because it's so amazing. And then uh, we get the awesome, of course, montage. Now, normally in the montage, we get the Flying the flying High Now song. Get a fly now. Right. This time around, uh, we're getting Eye of the Tiger again. So yeah, buddy. So uh, that's kind of the difference is, uh, you know, they're kind of changing the music setting now a little bit. I'm kind of used to that montage. I want to hear that song for the montage scene. But I guess Eye of the Tiger works because that's the theme of the movie. So for you, how do you feel about the switcheroo there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I love this training montage. I'm cool with the switch. I mean, you know, like we said, Eye of the Tiger is the theme of this movie. Um, so, you know, it, it's a great training montage. Um, I love the training
2: montage. I, I, I like the song. I like, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not dissing the montage. I dig it. I love all the montages. I was just asking you if that had bothered you at all. With the Eye of the Tiger versus the Flying High Now.
3: No, not really, because you do get it eventually. You get going to fly now later. Um, you know, it, there's, that's one thing that I love about all most of these Rocky movies is, uh, they have great soundtracks. Really unique choices for songs. Um, well,
2: here's four is the best. We'll, okay, we'll talk about
3: but, it. But it. did you know this little fact that a song was. Um, written for this was requested for this and was not used they uh they went to a guy named mr esposito who wrote a song called you're the best around
2: i actually talked movie, about this yeah i talked you. about this in uh last episode wrote how, it for wrote it for rocky three and they decided we're not gonna go with it right eye of the tiger was made for the karate kid and uh that's why if you listen to the line um, history repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Well, Daniel didn't have history repeating itself because Rocky was repeating himself, but it fit better in Karate Kid, so Definitely. they did the switcheroo.
3: Much and, better fits,
2: right? So yes, I did know that and I brought that up. If you had listened to my reviews, sir, but you know we'll blame your internet for your uh, lack of knowledge there. I blame my my daughter. She's the excuse for everything <laughs> now. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for bringing that up because that is good excellent trivia i love and they actually do that again in number four uh another song was supposed to go to karate kid uh well actually was supposed to go to rocky four and goes to karate kid uh well do you know what tune i'm talking about
3: i do and we will discuss
2: it we will discuss it when we get to four. so i'm glad you know about that too see that's why you're on these reviews because you know the karate kid knowledge so <laughs> it's all good all right sir so let's talk about the fight man all right oh uh, what uh as far as the fight goes, good stuff. Uh, do, I mean, do you like it better than the first two? What are your thoughts? Tom? I love this one. I love the the pre-fight. He
3: walks out there, um, and he's not afraid. I love my favorite thing is with these Rocky movies. The running joke for me in my mind has always been Sylvester Stallone is nowhere near a heavyweight right man could not he is a cruiserweight at best and so i love when this one he shows up you know he's in the shape of his life he comes out and right away the announcers go he looks like a middleweight (laughs) yep he sure does (laughs) oh it's great no way he's the heavyweight champ of anything but um i love the stare off with him and clever lang man they're staring down and Club looks at him and says, going to bust you up. And Rocky just stares right at him and goes, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: love that line, go for it. Yeah, because we got to talk about that. You know, earlier in the film, he had the scared look. And he goes, he's afraid. He's afraid. Yeah, he wouldn't look him in the eyes even. He's going down to one. He's going down one, you know. And this one, he had the eye of the tiger, as they say. Right. And, I, yeah, I love that stare down. But the go for it, of course, will come ben, uh, come back in the play. And Rocky 5, we'll talk about that when we yep. get there. But, yeah, I love that. You know, I'm going to bust you up. Go for it. Uh, great fight. I have to say the choreography was really solid on this one. I think maybe two or three punches should have landed in the face yeah, that didn't.
3: There's a few phantom punches, especially ones from Mr. T, because he throws them so wild, you know, and so some of them obviously miss. Um, but, you know, Rocky employing the classic rope-a-dope strategy of letting Clubber Lang just wear himself out.
2: You ain't you ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't hit
3: so me, bad. <laughs> I mean, come on. That that's the that's the that's the only thing that that is kind of goofy about, especially this fight. Is there's no way that would ever happen in any fight? <laughs> You're just standing there with your hands down, like hit me again, hit me again. Like you ain't so bad, and just he's just unloading on him. You know, it's like, okay, uh, somebody would just get this. The fight, the fight would have been stopped a long time ago. Right. You know, when you got knocked down, like, over and over and over, the ref would have jumped in at some point. But it's Rocky, so you let him go.
2: And for those who have wondered, because we had the eye issue in part two, they say after the montage when Rocky goes to pick up Paulie, Pauly says, you spent all this money, you fixed your face, meaning he fixed his eye. So that's why Rocky can take all these punches back in the face because he fixed his eye. He so. catches he catches all the punches with his face. He doesn't deflect anything with his gloves. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I love Apollo, though, before this fight where he's just like, you know, you got to be cool. And he starts attacking him. And Rocky's like, I thought you said that you were going to be cool. He's like, that was cool. <laughs> you know, uh, that was funny. I love Apollo when he's like – uh. Uh, what does he do to Paulie? Because they've been fighting, and and he like gives him a kiss when Rocky starts yeah, yeah. to almost finish him off. He gives him a kiss on the cheek. It was yep. like it was so good. And uh, so here's the thing. These movies always end with uh, Rocky and Adrian. You know, we had the epic number one, and then we had the epic number two. Now this one ends a little bit different. Uh, Rocky wins, but we don't end the movie with uh, Rocky and Adrian, which, I mean, the second movie, Adrian was at home. So this time she gets to be with Rocky, just like in part one, which is awesome. But we end with Rocky and Apollo with the favor. Yep. Uh, I'm, You know, based on the story that's been told, I can go with the change, you know, because the thing is I, I've been loving the consistency that's been going from part one to part two, because clearly there was no sequel ever meant in mind. You know, especially back in the 70s there, you know, Rocky was made to be a standalone film. But I love how Stallone, you know, did so much consistency and pulled so many different things from part one and did in part two and made him so much better, built on him and made him better. And this one, we kind of get the same thing. But I was just going to ask you in regards to the ending, since we don't end on Rocky and Adrian, we end on Rocky and Apollo. Are you cool with that? How do you feel?
3: I love the ending of this movie, actually. I really do like it, and I think it's very fitting for this movie because this movie is more of the Rocky and Apollo movie. Um, this right. movie is more about their friendship and their bond as fighters, as guys who have gone to war against and now with each other. I think it's it's a different movie, and it is Rocky and Apollo, and so ending it that way with these two, like, man, that was crazy. We've been through a lot, haven't we? We sure have. And they're kind of exchanging little inside jokes you know, mm-hmm. as they're circling each other in the ring. And it just feels like two guys who have been kind of bonded th- bonded through blood. A- and just, you know, only they know what each other has gone through. And right. I I, th- I think that's a very cool ending.
2: Yeah. I mean, you are right. This is definitely the Apollo and Rocky film versus the Rocky and Adrian film. And uh, I'm not, you know, as much as I love it, you know, and I said that was really my big issue. I, I like the story that was told. I like the movie we got uh overall and I love how you know Adrian's just like you okay and he's like never better you know uh at least we we get a happy ending with those two but you're right it is cool when you see you finally he's like that one second really killed me and you know you get the final shot is them landing punches but you don't actually get to see the result and you gotta play the fight out in your mind if there was no Rocky four. You know? Yep. So overall sir I'm gonna give this one Um, a very, very strong four and a half. Uh, I gave number one five, and I gave number two five. This one, uh, I give it a four and a half weak five, but super strong four and a half because, uh, like I said, the whole uh, lack of Adrian because I've been so built up to the Rocky and Adrian story was a little bit of a letdown for me, but I dig what we got. Uh, I really dig the villain. I I like the escalation. I like, uh, you know, uh, Apollo now being the the friend so but overall I give it the strongest of four and a half stars I could possibly give a film so
3: very good I, and I actually give it the exact same score four and a half for me um yeah not not my favorite Rocky movie but it's a phenomenal chapter in the saga
2: agree agree yeah it's uh, now it's more watchable than one and two because it is faster pace. It doesn't take its sweet time, uh, which is cool. I mean, if you just kind of, if you want to really watch a movie, you watch one and two. But if you just want to watch something fun and not really pay attention, you throw on three. You know, it's kind of the best way to kind of sum it up, if you will, you know. Good. So, yeah, I think that's our review, sir. What do you think? Love it. You think, you think we killed it enough for the fans out there? Because, you know, John the Mailman, he'll be disappointed in us if we didn't cover everything. So you think we're good? <laughs> Send your
3: emails if you don't like it. <laughs>
2: Speaking of emails, should we hear what the STL Nation has to say, sir? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, the first one, I uh, actually got uh, Sebastian. He's like, dude, did you get my Lethal Weapon 4 email? I'm like, my email has been messed up, so I had to go search for it. I did find it. So here's what he had to say on Lethal Weapon 4. He's like, hello, Sweep Delay Podcast and STL Nation. I give Lethal Weapon uh, 4 three stars. Lethal Weapon 4 is the only Lethal Weapon film I saw. It was fun at some points, a little sad at others. Joe Pesci was fun to watch in this film. I give the film three stars, which... He's the second person to tell me he started the series with number four. That's wild. Yeah, Watson started with four, and as I was reviewing each film, he would watch those movies and go along with me. So, wow. So, yeah. But uh, did you get to hear the Lethal Weapon series, sir? Or did I, did
3: get, I did get to hear those, yes, sir.
2: All right, awesome. So, so did you approve, sir?
3: Uh, for the most part. Awesome. I don't have quite the love for four as you do. but.
2: Oh, it's okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> All right all right so the next one comes from anthony the epic emailer sir and uh, he's like masoonis you asked for an email for when you and jameson review rocky three and four well here are my thoughts both movies were great that's all for my email you suck come on that's not epic <laughs> oh man so good and then he he sent in another one right there he's like sorry guys i had to do this as a little joke since we were getting the usual please send emails message haha <laughs> funny So here's what he said. He's like, for real though, here's my thoughts concerning the two Rocky movies you reviewed and the series as a whole. All the Rocky movies are enjoyable and I don't feel like it's just about boxing, which honestly I'm thankful for since I'm not a huge fan of it. Throughout the series, you see how the characters change. That's something that should happen if you do a series of movies that are following the same characters for over six movies total. The first two movies are, in a way just as a continuing story that happened surrounding the fights that Rocky and Apollo would have three and four feel like a more individual movies as what happens to them starts in the movies and ends in it. The antagonists for each were done nicely and felt complete, uh, completely different from each other from what Apollo was. Perhaps uh, the dislike I have the most was clubber Lang since he was an SOB uh, and it at least Ivan Drago somewhat redeemed himself by the end of 4. Drago, however, I felt was the more dangerous since he actually killed Apollo and what happened to Rocky after their fight. Still, I would rather not fight either guy. Uh, when it comes to rating them, I would give the third movie a 3 out of 5 while the fourth would get a 4 out of 5. Just so they don't feel left out, I am giving a perfect 5 for the first two movies. Good man. And that is all for my emails, although wouldn't it technically be my second email? Uh, I hope you enjoy what I had to say. And until next time, see you, Anthony, a Big Emailer. So, very good. Good time. So, thank you, Anthony, for writing in. That was pretty awesome, sir. Good, good joke you had there, because you you got Jameson there. <laughs> good stuff. All right, so we got uh, we got John, the mailman, to end us off for the Rocky Three. This is his series. This is what he's been waiting for since day one. So, he, needless to say, he is ecstatic. So here's what he had to say: Hello, Mike, America's co-host and the STL Nation. What is up? What's up? One step closer to Rocky Four and I can't wait. That is his I'm I'm guessing his favorite movie of all time. So uh but before Rocky Three review, I will answer your question on Rocky Two and where I see the fall. Um what he's referring to is he sent an email and he gave it four and a half and he said that uh it was a little um I believe it wasn't as strong as number one. I said, you know, what was your issue? Because he didn't really say what his issue was. So he's responding to what his issue was with number two. Okay. And he said, I kind of hate some of the earlier jokes that happened before they made it to the zoo. But from the point up until, um, but from that point on, it's all uphill. A little slow with the coma. And I have a, a pause factor in my review. Let me explain. If I've seen a movie 20 plus times or more and I don't pause it when I need to grab a drink or a bathroom break, hurts its score, right? Laugh out loud. I know, but on to Rocky Three, which, uh, I, you know, I was defending the coma scene uh, in number two because for a lot of people, the coma scene is the downfall of that film. But I found yeah. it, you know, very – I enjoyed it, but I understand if anybody would feel it slows things down, whatever, so on and oh, so forth. Oh, I
3: totally get it, Yeah,
2: yeah. So I get where he's coming from, especially you know he's right if you've seen like karate Kid, I still pause it when I leave the room just so I can even though technically I can let it play and I've I've done this before I've let it play. I've left the room, I've went upstairs, gone to the bathroom, came downstairs and I would play the scene in my head and I would walk in exactly on the right dialogue. I mean that's how I mean I've seen it over 500 times. I should be able to do that, you know right but I get what he's saying. If it's a movie you've seen over and over, you pause it, I still pause. Batman Begins, Dark Knight. I still pause that stuff if I got to go in the other room because I don't want to miss anything, you know? So so Rocky 1 and 2 are great movies in their own way. But 3 starts the fun. We get Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, and the friendship starts for Rock and Apollo. That's super hot. Uh, number 1, the opening montage is so good, and I love how they put in real-world Rocky stuff into the movie. There you go. As you said, the Muppet Show, the magazine covers, the pinball machine. Number 2, the Hulk Hogan fight is super fun. And it's so hard to tell if it was real or made up, but I think it was fixed. Which, that's kind of the beauty of that scene. You can take it any way you want, you know? Yep. Uh, three, the heart-to-heart talk with Rocky and Mickey about the Wii competition and his death scene talk. Number four, the Rock and Apollo training is so fun. The foot move, The foot movement, the pool, the running on the beach. Number five, the fight with Mr. T is not epic, but it's good which we didn't rate that, but we will after this email. Um, Hard to see him taking all those hits to the head and staying up. Uh, Number six, the statue. Uh, Man of Music, a.k.a. John the Music Man, asked if I ran up those stairs. Yes, I have. I think it's required by Philadelphia Law too. (laughs) (laughs) I would give uh, 4.5 out of 5. You need to earn that 5. Rocky 3 does a great job with the fun, but Rocky 4, well, that's next time. Have a great show, John the Mailman. considers the email delivered. So that's it, sir. That is all of our emails. Nice. Good time. So uh, let's rate that match. Uh, as I said, number one, I rated that was seven. I gave number two an eight. So for the Mr. T fight, what would you rate that one, sir?
3: Oh, man. I would give the final Mr. T fight, I get it. I give it a strong seven, seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Huh. There was there was some, you know, it was a good fight, but uh, I, I I don't think it was the best one in the franchise. I don't. I think it was probably the third best in the franchise.
2: I think people are going to be shocked when they hear what my favorite of the franchise is. So, right. but I am contrarian, so it's all good in the hood. Indeed. Uh, I would have to give this one because I agree. Uh, there was more heart and emotion in the, especially the number two's fight. That one right. was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, this one, I I gotta go. I'm gonna go with the same score as you, seven and a half. I feel that's at, you know, it's a step below the number two fight. There was some fun moments, you know, like, come on, you're not so bad, you're not so bad. Which, I mean, adrenaline is really gonna make you do things you normally wouldn't do. Uh, but yeah, I give that one a seven and a half. That's what I'm going with for that. Very part. good. So uh that is our review, guys. Thank you everybody for your emails. So uh you wanna roll into the music spotlight, sir? Yes, sir. All right, let's roll into it.
0: Here comes the ready and now
2: All right, sir, so since we we're recording two episodes back-to-back, I can't wait. Uh, I decided that, uh, you know, you should do a tune and I should do a tune. And I gave you a couple days head notice since you are not the music person per se. So I gave you some time to figure out your tune. I said, make it good. And uh, you, like, texted me yesterday, like, dude, I ain't got none. That was this morning. <laughs> oh, that was this morning? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I That's don't know. terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> but I got one. You got one. Awesome. All right. So what is the pick on the Rocky three episode from Mr. Jameson? Well, you, you
3: kind of inspired me because I was struggling to come up with something. I was like, do I go old school? Do I go a new, new song. I'm like,
2: what did I, what did I tell you?
3: You inspired me? Cause I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go new. And you said, when in doubt, just go JT. <laughs> and I was like, what am I
2: doing? Of course. Good times. Which, so which there's a pick? new
3: JT song. That I'm really digging off his new CD.
2: Okay,
3: everybody should check out. All right. And his new song called "Mirrors." Yes, and that's the song I want to hear.
2: Awesome. I like that student ties tune, man.
3: That's student ties was alright. It, it grew on me when I, the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, oh man, Because it's a whole different flavor than his previous stuff. Yeah, I. And hear so you. I'm like, oh, man. But it, like I said though, it's, it's, I think it's one of those that you know got to listen to a little more and kind of get into it. And okay. then that's what happened. And this mirrors I love.
2: All right, so mirrors was one of those tunes that you instantly were like, oh, this is awesome.
3: Yeah, dug it right away.
2: Good deal. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you, sir. I will uh, I will play that for the music spotlight. Good times. And then uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear mine. It's going to be good times. So I think that's a wrap for our Rocky Three review, sir. What do you think?
3: I think it was phenomenal.
2: It was good times. And uh, we're really going to kill number four because, for the most part, almost everybody says number four is the best. So we're definitely going to take our time, and we're going to have some fun with that episode. Uh, but you can definitely – check that one out right away as soon as you're done with this one go right to number four because you know i'm gonna upload both of these back to back as you know because you've already downloaded it so there you go you (laughs) can hear our thoughts right away it's gonna be awesome love it so uh do you have anything to say sir or uh should we just tell the people you know what we'll catch you in the next few minutes
3: that's right we'll see you real soon
2: all right well you guys uh take care uh and we will catch you in the next few minutes and in the meantime why don't you listen to some uh JT, so you guys take care. We're soon as out.
0: Aren't you something to admire? Because you shine something like a mirror, and I can't help but notice you reflect in this sort of mind. If you've ever feel alone and the grab makes me hard to find. I more than I'm always very loud on the other side. Cause we're going in my head in a pocket full of soul. I can tell you there's no place to go. Just put your to run I'll be trying to pull you through. You just gotta be strong. I don't wanna lose you now. I'm looking right at the other half of me. The biggest thing Cause it doesn't seem really as simple And I can't and stare Cause I see truth somewhere in your eyes Ooh, I can't ever change without you You reflect me, I love that about you And if I could, I would look at us all the time with your hand in my hand And a pocket full of soap I can tell you there's no Man, stick with it go It's my drug on the past Are we trying to pull you through? You just gotta be strong Oh. No. show me how to fight. For now, show me, baby. I'll tell you, baby, and it was easy coming back into you once I figured it out. You were right here all along. Oh. It's like you're my mirror, oh. my mirror staring back at me. Oh. I couldn't get any bigger oh. with anyone else beside of me. Oh. And now it's clear as oh. this promise we're making two reflections into one Cause it's like you're my mirror oh. My mirror's staring back at me Staring back at me Oh